All right, guys. Well, welcome to Chill Hop Talks, the very first episode with Radio Cosmo uh, from Belgium, a duo from Belgium, Takumi and Wim. Thank you for joining. How are you guys? We're fine. Thank you. <laughs> yes, We're very you. happy to, hear, to be here. Likewise. It's nice meeting you. I found y'all through Audius. Audius is a blockchain crypto streaming platform. Um, I found your guys' music through there, and that's how initially we started conversations and eventually collabed. How did you guys get started with Audius? You just found it through Google? Mm, we, yeah, accidentally. Um, we were starting on Spotify, but I think we were at that moment in time thinking we were too late to hop on the train of Spotify. So, yeah, just by experimenting, we found Audius. We tried it out, um, but until now, I don't really fully understand how it exa- exactly works. But um, yeah, we just wanted to, to hop on the next big thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I think yeah, same here. I think that's everyone with Spotify. I mean, sorry, I think that's everyone with Audius. Like, we all signed up to it. We don't really know what it's there for, but you know, it's cool because I. I I have been able to discover new music through it, but there there's just some something that's holding it back that's not setting it up to Spotify standard yet. Because right now it's it's a clean operating system. I love it, but it's not like my go-to for listening to music. You know. I think it's it's still a, a bit slow in in when you try to search for something or or. or if you press a name then it, the loading times are a little, little bit on the slower side right yeah I, I, I kind of agree with that it can only improve yeah <laughs> I feel like they just need to change the layout like a refresh you know like a whole update of the <laughs> what it looks like anyway uh <laughs> Now we're just shitting on Audius, but <laughs> <laughs> but it's actually been really beneficial for when I when I started. I, I actually was I I started in early 2020. That's when I discovered it, and I started like those remix competitions, and you know it helped with exposure and like it it, it was awesome at first, uh, but I kind of stopped using Audius for a little bit. I don't know. Yeah, we mainly use it now for uploading songs um, before we release them to spot to Spotify. Um, we also use SoundCloud for that. Um, yeah, but but we stopped doing that now. I think for the last three, four songs. Yeah. Because we heard that it's 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 not uh, not done to already upload a full song that is publicly available before it releases on Spotify. Someone on Twitter told me, but I don't know who. Yeah, I, I kind of, like I see both methods on like why you would want to put it on Audius first to attract users to Audius, but at the same time, you want everyone to listen to it on Spotify because you yes. want to you want to get the mechanical royalties, you want to get paid. But yeah, what, what I was saying is I've noticed the difference in Audius ever since music NFTs came out last year. I feel like there's just been a shift, like. Do you go to a streaming platform based on the blockchain to listen to your music or do you support the artist directly and collect these like 
collectibles, these N- music NFTs, and support the artist directly. So I feel like there's like a there's like two different sources in the crypto space where you could fund an artist. So it's just it's cool that we're in the beginning stages right now. So it's just it's just I'm I'm curious what's going to happen in the future. Like how how are consumers going to support their favorite artists? Mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting space, definitely. All right, so yeah, let's just get into it. Um, so Takumi and Wim, how did you guys meet and how did you guys start out producing Chill Hop? Who starts? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think, yeah, we, we, we know each other from uh, high school. Mm-hmm. We went to the same high school. Wim is uh, two years younger than I am. So we were not in the same classroom, but yeah, I, th- I think I met you through a mutual friend by playing <laughs> Xbox games, no? Yeah, yeah, through Halo, through Halo <laughs> Xbox games. Yeah. Um, and I guess then we discovered that we both have had an interest in music. Um, we started making music together um, in uni- at university. Yeah, but that time was mostly electro house, these kind of things, um, what, and then slowly. What year was this university? What, what was the era of electro? For me, for me that was two thousand and eight, I think. Yeah. For you, it will be two thousand ten. Yeah. I feel like the electronic music scene was so different back then, but it was so much more fun. Just to like the. <laughs> Back then, it was like voice noise, yeah, justice, uh, uh, all these kind of uh, blog artists. house, yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, and and then after a while, when we were a little bit older, then uh, the, the electro music was uh, kind of not so popular anymore, and we, we also started to listen to other music, and. Uh, mostly jazz influenced music um, one label that we were fond of was, was uh, Stone Straw Records um, so Swarvi and Kiefer are two artists that uh, were part of this uh, Stone Straw Records label, I think it's based in Los Angeles Yeah, and yeah, that's how we it, it's not really chill hop but it's already way more chill than uh, compared to electro music. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Interesting. So what kind of subgenre would you... Cat- like, what were the artists that you would listen to in this label? It's... Um, Stonestraw is known for knowledge. Um, and knowledge is really making, like, beats. Um, you have Anderson Pack, uh, who released some albums on there. And I think that's, that's, that's that kind of music, but besides Stone Throw, it's also things like Kiefer and Moonchild. Mind Design. Mind, my, uh, mind Design. Um, that inspired us to make kind of the same music because um, it has all jazzy influences that, right. um, that triggered us, yeah. And, and around what year was this that you were like discovering your love for Chill Hop? 2015, 16. Yeah. Something so like five, that. six, seven years ago, yes. Yeah. Very cool. Let, let's say Tompa Beats and then now uh, Kiefer and uh, Elijah Fox, Elijah Fox. Who, is, uh, 
who has an alias as Søren Søstrøm, is making very jazzy piano, lo-fi hip-hop beats. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we also only discovered him two months ago, three months ago. I think you saw him on uh, Pickle Pop, eh? Uh, on a Belgian festival. festival, yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, yes, he's a very good pianist, just like Kiefer and my design as well, actually. It, um, it's like uh, idealism i think you know idealism yeah i do know yeah. idea. he's good yes yeah. idealism was also a, has been a very big influence because we in almost every song that we record we always we always use uh, piano or some roads uh, sound so yeah idealism has been a very big influence and uh, just going back to l- initially learning how to produce, you guys said you learned through YouTube. For me, Eldre was like one of the biggest YouTubers for me that helped me like progress in my journey as a chill hop artist. Like just to figure out like how to s- set up the whole production and like figure out my sound. Who was your inspiration on YouTube that you found videos from? There's, there's plenty, but first of all, we have to say learning to how to play music and how to record music. My first um, teacher is is, is mm-hmm. him here. He's, <laughs> That's he, awesome. He's, he's, he's a very schooled musician, um, so I learned from him. But besides that, um, YouTube is mainly used for discovering chord progressions and these kind of things and like producing itself and knowing how to record and how to use logic is i guess for me but i don't know what you think it's more trial and error at the moment yeah it, it has been trial trial and error but uh when we stumble upon something and we want to know hey how does this work like you have the bus uh, if you if you route something through a bus how does that work because then we, we see it sometimes in the youtube video and then we start to look it up in other YouTube videos, <laughs> and then we try to understand how it works, yeah. and and make our work as a producer easier. Yeah, that's definitely something I try and strive for every production. How do I make this an easier process, but also still stay creative? Um, are are there? Any favorite third-party plugins that you have to have on your master bus, on any of the stems? Like, what is go-to favorite third-party plugins? I think, yeah, we, we mainly use plugins from Waves. Wave, uh, me too. We have the Kramer tape, I think. The J37? Yes, yeah. Isotope Final. Isotope yeah. Final, of course. And then from you, we learned uh, about fresh air. Yeah, yeah. fresh air. I, I discovered fresh air so late, but when I finally discovered it, it changed all my tracks. It really just, it does what it says. It opens yeah. your tracks. It, it makes it sound like... We are now also using uh, fresh air on, <laughs> on every track that we... Uh... Yeah, but we need a heavier PC because it, um, <laughs> it drains the CPU. <laughs> oh, really? Yes, yeah. especially the third-party plugins. Yeah, the built-in ones are not so heavy on the CPU, but we we we, we usually get a message uh, or a notification 
that the CPU CPU is overloaded and then yeah the okay. audio just stops and we have to try to see if we can close other apps that we have open yeah I uh, when I'm in those predicaments what I'll do is I'll just extract that one stem into a wave and then put that wave in the project and if they sound exactly alike if they sound good then I'll delete the one that was the stem that was causing the problems because that I don't know that helps me free up some CPU yeah, you should try it on this one yeah but it doesn't always work for some reason if I extract that one stem sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't it's uh, it's just a draw of the luck I don't know uh, so yeah you guys have been starting for chill hop for the past few years um, explain to me your aesthetic because what initially drew me to your guys's work was that you guys have like kind of with this aesthetic of your music it's very like minimal but it's also like chill and airy but with your album artwork it's very like simplified and streamlined and it like tells a story at the same time so like tell me more about that like your 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 music process but also how it ties in with your album art um yeah the music part we are quite indeed minimalistic yeah i also have quite minimal studio we have just um a very couple of instruments oh, yeah, it's um a piano um, Basin, the microcorg XL, uh, some drum samples, and basically that's kind of it. And we struggle with adding these little um, nuances and, and little little ear candy. sparks <laughs> and ear candy. Um, but yeah, but yeah, in the end, um, when we think a track is ready and it's quite minimal, generally we think okay, it's good enough. Um, it's it's ready to be released. So that makes it kind of minimalistic in, in comparison with other lo-fi tracks. And then artwork-wise, we kind of struggled a lot with yeah. artwork. It, it's, it, was, it has been a long process. Eh? It has and been a very long process. And many discussions. Yeah, yeah, it's a difficult one. Um, but now we found something where we have to take not a lot of decisions because all the decisions are taken. We know what colors to use. We know what kind of artwork we do. So he draws something. But right. they draw something on the iPad always in the same color, always with the same uh, pen. So we don't have any kind of design discussion anymore, mm -hmm. which is which is great. And and that that was a struggle in the beginning. In the beginning, we had we, we used some pictures that we took on a bike ride or something like, or on a holiday. Um, but after a while, we had more music than we had artwork available or yeah. images available. So that became kind of a bottleneck. And then Wim was always saying, uh, we need to do something different, uh, <laughs> something easier, like uh, always use the same color. That, that was also a discussion. Do we color it or do we leave it black yeah, and white? Right. Yeah. And then, yeah, just for, for, for time, uh, yeah. how do you say that? Time consuming or time reduction. We decided to go for one, well, actually two colors, a white background and a kind of black line. Yeah. And is that something you're going to continue on for the next, for, like, few releases? Or 
Do you ever see yourself changing it up in the future? That's a difficult, that's a difficult <laughs> part because, yeah, you know, you, you kind of get back into these discussions. But, you know, it will never be, we will never find the most beautiful artwork because we're not um, cover artists or album artists. Um, but, yeah, kind of it works and it's consistent. And I think that makes the brand. So for now, I think we're good. That's also what I want to say about consistency. Yeah. It, it, yeah. We really want to be consistent also with the music that we make and uh, with the artwork as well. That if we have, if you see our profile on Spotify, that it's a lean page with uh, not too many distractions. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I definitely agree with the consistency part you were saying. Um, what I've noticed with Spotify uh, specifically is that they reward consistency from artists like a but you can't just be consistent you have to provide good music you have to provide value so yeah consistency is a great topic and a great transition because spotify does reward consistency um you can't just be consistent with like shitty edm tracks or like beep boop beep boop you have to provide quality music um, and be consistent with it. What? Oh, fuck. What was I gonna ask? Where was I going with this? <laughs> Please go on. Uh, but about that, that consistency, uh, we, I think two years ago, Wim has read and, or shared me a, a, a message from the CEO of Spotify. What? In that article, he said that it was better to release music consistent in a consistent way let's say uh, one one song every month instead of two albums uh, a year yeah. right and, and that's something that we also used uh, as a in our decision to release music every three weeks yeah and I think it, it's the, the quote of Daniel Eck what he said there makes sense not only for Spotify because they want you to release a lot of music but also for you as an artist if you go through the same cycle every couple of weeks you get so much better than trying to finish an album if you're not experienced enough so I think it's it's good for both sides the company and the artist the learning path is uh, much yes. better eh? yeah yeah I, I agree and I love that uh, the chill hop space and in, in specifically you could release with the label and you could release independently. There's still a chance that either of the two could land a Spotify editorial, which is awesome because it kind of helps us small artists, you know? It, it, it makes the decision-making easier for us. Should I release with the label or should I not? Uh, especially when you're starting out. I'm the kind of person that likes to be omnipresent. Like, I like to put... I don't like to put my eggs in one basket. I like to put my eggs in every single basket and see what happens. It's just... It's kind of like a luck of the draw. Because some labels do have great connections. They have great playlists. They have great marketing. And other labels just want to use you for your music and steal your money. That's... You know, that's the dark side of some of the smaller chill hop labels out there 
because I have noticed that it's, it feels more of like a scheme sometime, like a pyramid scheme, than a label actually helping to grow an artist. So I understand why a lot of people are cautious, including myself. I would say if we ever release on a label, uh, maybe our first preference would be the Chill Select label because we 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 have uh, we, we have a lot of contacts with the chill select community in the discord uh, channel yeah and also oh. on uh, submit hub we we always submit our songs to uh, sol he's the owner of uh, chill select and he, he he's, he's a very kind person and always <laughs> has an honest opinion ready so yeah i would say chill select and maybe Lo-Fi Clouds, that's uh, oh, yeah. a smaller label, also... Uh, it's Belgian, right? Yes, oh, yeah. Belgian. Oh, okay, perfect. That's awesome. And Lo-Fi Cloud is also on uh, on Audius. Yeah. Yes, I've seen them. They have playlists. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Shit, I should reach out to them. <laughs> <laughs> I've only released with Chill Beats and Vinyl Digital. Both are great labels. Um... Uh, I'm still in contact with both of them, but besides them, if I were to ever release outside of them, I would. I've always wanted to release with Chill Hot Music from the Netherlands. That because they were the first record label I heard of in the space when I first started out. So I think maybe that's why. Um, but yeah, I I'd, I think for the most part I want to stick to independent releases. So how how do you think? Chill Hop and social media are integrated and how do you think social media has changed the Chill Hop space? Because the one thing about Chill Hop that I've noticed is that it's a very oversaturated market with a ton of different artists. So how can we as artists in the Chill Hop space stand out in this oversaturated market where there's like hundreds of us, maybe thousands? Um, yeah, I think social media, if you consider SoundCloud, Spotify and all these things, social media as well, it, it makes it possible since the beginning of the internet, but especially now and in the future, for anyone to release music um, and the tools to release music. I mean, anyone with a laptop can make music, anyone with a mic can record stuff. Um, so the competition is already now huge, but it will become even more um, saturated. So I think for the chill hop community or the, the beats community, um, that it might get interesting to lean towards even other genres, um, because I, I, that's my, that's what I think about it. Is that more and more artists are going to cut the middleman and just upload music not looking for labels, not looking for rec recording studios, not looking, not going into big radio competitions, but just release music to Spotify and get rewards for it. So um, I think it's good for everyone that everyone can make music and everyone can distribute without any cost. Um, but yeah, the competition, competition will only increase. Yeah, yeah definitely. And, and coming back to the, the social media, part of, of chill hop for us 
we have a do you say that in english a love hate relationship yeah. <laughs> with, with uh, social media personally i'm not really uh with, even with my personal instagram account I, i'm not very active I, i i use it a lot to see uh, pictures or, or stories from other people but i i do not upload things myself and when we for example when we record beats we need to think oh yes we have to post something mm -hmm. so it's, it's more like an it's not like a natural thing for us social media but it's like something on top that we have to it's it's that we have to do or, or think about and, and we cannot forget so for us if social media was not that important it would be better yeah. we just yeah, can yeah. focus on making music i i yeah. hear me you guys i i completely understand i wish i could just release music and delete instagram and twitter and face all of it but that's not the reality we live in now no. people need to understand who you are as a person and understand your brand because if they don't They, they need this social media content to really fall in love with you as an artist, but on top of that, that's how they get into your music. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it, it's, it is a struggle because there's a lot of things that go into it. We're already busy with our daily lives, our hobbies, music. Now we have to focus on marketing and creating videos on top of that. We never signed up for that as musicians, but that's just how it is now. We have to do it. And it, yeah. <laughs> I, I completely agree. It's a love-hate relationship. On, on the other hand, it also, I mean, it, it's being an independent artist. You practice not only music, but you practice marketing, you practice communication, you practice mm -hmm. all these things. So for your self-development, it's a huge skill set you're developing. So, yeah. You actually made a really great point. A lot of chill hop artists, they're not sticking to the chill hop genre only um example elijah who he'll get like german rappers and make like rap beats for these rappers which is so cool and it's really a testament to like people will still follow you and listen to your music if you switch up your style and i think that's important for growth is not just sticking to chill hop but like how you collaborate with others and how you could change your sound and evolve as an artist. So yeah, that, that evolving as an artist and changing your sound is so important for your growth. So yeah, that was a really great point. And I just yeah. wanted to... And, and mm -hmm. maybe also collaborating with other artists, like our collaboration with you, that's, that's the first time that we work together with another artist. And I think uh, we, we, we learned a lot just from one song. Mm -hmm like plugins that you use and, and oh, yeah. also the way that you dis that you structure a song and yeah it, it, it gives us ideas for our other songs as well yeah I, i didn't even think about that but you bring up a really great point as well <laughs> yeah collaboration is a learning experience on both ends because i got to understand more your style as musicians and how you approach things versus how I normally like approach music. So that, yeah, that was really cool to see. Um, 
Yeah, before we log off, uh, any advice you would give to someone who's just starting out in the chill house space, who like doesn't know a thing, but they want to become a lo-fi artist? We actually are just starting out. But, uh... <laughs> no, you guys have like a couple, a few singles. <laughs> but we just discussed it before the, the call and we struggled with it ourselves. Mm -hmm. uh, we made we made music for yeah what is it ten years in in the electro scene we had some releases but after that making these lo-fi beats we have millions of well not millions thousands of tracks on our on our old PCs never released and from the point we started releasing we got yeah so much better every every release because you get the feedback and you get the experience of 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 releasing it into the world so. My advice, I think your advice mm -hmm. as well, is um, be consistent and make music constantly, or yeah, consistently, and um, yeah, release everything you make. Uh, even the as 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 our favorite beatmaker Kiefer uh, tells tells it, release everything, even the stinkers. Um, make sure everything goes out, and you'll get better. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. Well. The, Afterwards, I but you you will you will agree some of the tracks we made we don't like anymore. No. Uh, but yeah, we we try to release as much as possible. Yeah. And and if we are not really happy with uh, when we start something after a while, then we, we try to uh, finish the beats anyway. Mm. And then uh, most of the time we will release it. Yeah. Just to be. To, to be able to upload every weeks. Yeah, and we have been there, uh, not finishing things, and it's a rabbit hole, not finishing things. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me about. I still have things <laughs> in my hard drive from 2019. Like there are just some things that there they will not be finished until it's like perfect in my head, or like yeah. I, so I get that. <laughs> uh, yes. As long as you don't forget these songs, then yeah, it's okay. If, if you will ever finish them, it's okay. So yeah, before we close out, um, let's just talk about promotions and future music releases on your guys' end. On 11.11, both of us, Radio Cosmo and VHS Gus, we're releasing Rosie Retrospection. Um, yes. But by the time this comes out, it will already have been released. But what are other future releases you guys have planned past um, our collaboration? What, what, what do you guys have in store? We have, I think, two more beats after uh, our collaboration. Uh, Cabinet of Curiosities, that's the, the first one somewhere end of November I think and then we have Fan Life that's uh, the second one somewhere in December but no fixed date yet yeah Fan Life very cool title yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like yeah. titles <laughs> something else <laughs> uh, and those are for 2022 releases or early yes. 20 okay very cool yeah. 
now, now we're working uh, on the first beats for 2023. Yeah, it's not yet finished. Yeah, I think I'm in the same boat. I, I have one finished for January, but for February and March, I still have to finish all the little things. We need to catch up. <laughs> yeah, we need to catch up. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, yeah, we. Thank you for joining the first episode of Chill Hop Talks. Um, it's been a pleasure meeting you guys and collaborating. I can't wait for this release to go and f to hear everyone's reactions. But yeah, um, super excited. I'm, I'm glad you guys joined the first episode. Thank you for inviting us. It was very nice talking experience. to you. Likewise, yeah. likewise. All right, well, I'll let you guys go, but thank you all for joining the first episode of Chill Hop Talks, and uh, have a great night. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.